when we talk about brand consistency, we want to make sure that same messaging and that same look and feel is across every single piece of marketing that you have or do. You are listening to Amplifier Success Podcast, episode 365. And today, we're going to learn a formula to boldly brand your business. You're ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Melanie Benson, authority amplifier and possibility igniter for expert-based entrepreneurs. Today, we're going to be talking about branding and what goes into creating a brand that not just attracts clients, but really positions you as a bold leader in your industry. This is going to be a hot episode. And before I introduce our guest, one of my favorite ways to show up and be bold is tapping into the million dollar visibility stream. This is a very powerful strategy. This is something that is really meant to amplify the reach of your work in the world, get you in front of high profile leaders in your industry, attract premium clients who are willing to invest four and five figures, uh, collaborate with movers and shakers uh, across the globe or in your local area, whatever is relevant for you. But one of my favorite ways to bold things up is to tap into the momentum of the million dollar visibility stream. And I have a guide set up for you, absolutely free, there's no cost, on the seven key elements of tapping into million dollar visibility, what needs to be in place, how you're going to activate it, and more importantly, what you're going to do with it to make sure that you are generating revenue and results with your visibility. If you head over to amplifywithmelanie.com, you can download a copy of it absolutely free right now. And be sure to watch for a couple of bonus tips and trainings that'll come through afterwards. Again, head over to melaniebenson.com and you can download it right now. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back amplifiers. Today, we're going to talk about something called the 3D formula to a bold and unbeatable brand. And my guest is Tanya Everhart. Now, Tanya, together with Michael Carr, have founded a company called Brandface. They are international best-selling authors, also hosts of the Be Bold Branding Podcast. And together, they're partners in Brandface, where they've helped thousands of coaches, creators, and experts define, develop, and display their personal brands to change how they're seen and charge what they're worth. Their mantra is, people don't do business with the logo they do business with a person. I love that so much. Tanya, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Melanie. It's great to see you again. You were on our podcast last and we so enjoyed it. Yes, me too. You guys are great interviewers. So you guys are definitely going to have to tune in and catch the episode. And hopefully it is aired by the time this episode airs. So I will actually link it up in the show notes for you. So Tanya, I love talking about branding because I think for so many coaches and experts and, you know, 
course creators, people who are developing content in the world, they may not realize that they also benefit from having a brand. It's not just for big businesses like Coca-Cola or Apple. It's for everyone who has a business. Would you agree? Absolutely. And, and I, I do think there, you know, there are differences in a business brand and a personal brand for sure. Uh, but always your business reflects your personal brand, especially if you're a solopreneur or, you know, an expert of sorts. You know, if you are the face of your business, you've got to have a good, strong personal brand. And I want to dig into this a little bit more with some distinctions, but uh, I'm going to circle back to something on that if we don't cover it next, because I, I wanted, and we talked about this a little bit in the green room, that there is oftentimes misunderstanding between what branding is and what marketing is. Let's talk about that. Okay. This is actually my favorite topic because it happens to be one of the biggest failures um, when somebody starts to market their business that they haven't built their brand first. So we thought, okay, how can we convey this in a simple, in a very simplistic way that will get people to understand very clearly the difference between marketing and branding. So we define marketing as utilizing any marketing vehicle or platform to get a message and image out to your customers. So it could be being on a billboard, running a radio commercial, doing YouTube ads, uh, Google ads, newspapers, flyers, whatever that vehicle is to get that message and image out, that's that's marketing. Your brand, however, is the message or image that you put into all of those marketing vehicles. So in other words, you're starting with, in any kind of marketing, you're starting with a blank slate. You're starting with a platform. What are you going to say on that platform? What's it going to look like on that platform? Because that's really what matters more than anything. And that's really the biggest difference. It's the also the very biggest mistake that people tend to make is starting to market without that well-defined brand. Um, because what happens very often is you end up marketing like everybody else in your industry. You end up utilizing the same catchphrases and same look and feel and same, you know, photos and all of those things that don't set you apart. And so as a result, you waste and lose a lot of money trying to market without a very clearly defined message. Mm, great point. Yeah. And um, we don't want to sound like everybody else because that's the definition of being invisible in a market, especially one that's crowded. So true. So you mentioned that not getting your brand established before you start marketing is a big mistake. I'm just curious, like, do you see other common mistakes that coaches and course creators oh, yeah. and service professionals are making with their brand? Absolutely. So there's a few of them. Uh, I think the first one is there's no differentiation, right? And so I'll tell you a great story that actually came about the first year Brandface went into business. And that was about 11 years ago. I was actually, um, I was taking all the calls, you know, to talk about people, talk to people about coming into our program at that time. And I was on the phone with this lady from Arizona and she said, well, Tanya, you know, um, I think my brand's fine uh, because whenever I walk into a room, everybody knows I'm a realtor. And of course that was her profession. And I said, oh, you know what? That's a great start. That's awesome. But let me challenge your thought process for a moment. Let's say I walk into that restaurant and I say, oh, there's Sherry, the realtor. 
But I look two tables to the left, there's Melanie, the realtor. Three tables to the right, there's Michael, the realtor. Now who do I choose, right? So if there, if you have not created your differentiation in that space, you're just somebody with that job. And yes. I think that's the biggest one of all. And there are others, if, I, if you don't mind me continuing, I'll go. Yeah, sure. A couple okay. more if you've got them top of mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so a couple more for sure are no defined target. Okay. So that's also a huge mistake that a lot of people make because if you think about it this way, Melanie, if you're going to start marketing, how do you know what to put into your marketing or what marketing platform to use if you don't, first of all, know who it is you're trying to attract and what you need to say to attract that person. So if you don't know those two things, then it's a, it's a recipe for failure for sure, because there's no defined target there. The more dialed in we get on who we serve and how we serve them and how it makes their life better, that's the direction we need to be headed in because every, that dictates what all of your marketing will be like. Mm. Well said. And then yeah. there's one other one I'll toss out at you, which this is Michael's favorite. I wish he could be here today. He had to take his mom to the doctor today, so he couldn't join us, but um, I'm pinch hinting for him today and I'll share this one. His favorite is consistency, right? So there are a lot of people who don't have consistency and that actually comes in two different forms. So when we talk about brand consistency, we want to make sure that same messaging and that same look and feel is across every single piece of marketing that you have or do. And that that provides that connection, the credibility that people see when they go to LinkedIn and they see your image and your cover photo and your messaging, and they go over to YouTube and, oh my, it says the same thing, right? And that consistency says, this person does this. And even though we might think we're consistent about a lot of things, most of us actually aren't. So that's one thing. And consistency also comes in one other factor when it comes to branding that's hugely important. And that's the consistency of putting your brand out there everywhere. Okay. The first one is making sure it matches and aligns. The second one is using it everywhere all the time. And so when you send out an email, when you answer the phone, when you um, uh, post on social media, all of those things, you need to be thinking about your brand and infusing the unique things about you into everything that you do on a consistent basis. And so those are the areas people tend to fail the most when it comes to their personal brand. So if you are a long-term listener and you have caught several episodes, if not all of them, of Amplify Your Success, because I know some people have gone back to the beginning and binged, uh, I want you to just notice how many of the experts that are on the other side of this microphone that bring up consistency, consistency of brand, consistency of message, consistency of message, consistency of presence across multiple channels and platforms. Tanya, I'm so glad you brought that one up because um, it is absolutely one of the most important factors i think of a successful business is being able to be consistent with things like that so thanks for bringing that into the conversation so um as you work with people to develop a successful brand what are some of the questions that you get people to think about inside themselves or think about in terms of the relationship to their, to the work they do that helps them start to design their brand. 
Okay. So a great personal brand begins with this foundation. You've got to answer these five questions in as great detail as possible. So if you guys want to get your pins out, get ready. Okay. So question number one, exactly who do you serve? Number two, exactly how do you serve them? Number three, what qualifies you to serve them? Four, how does it make their life better? And five, what makes you different from everyone else who is also trying to serve that same customer? So if you answer those five questions, that's where the personal brand building process actually begins. And everything that formulates from the answers to those questions is where we put the building blocks of the brand together. Because we always dial in the story first. If everything begins with the story, your why, you know, why are you helping the people that you're helping? Once you get that brand messaging dialed in, then you can move to what that brand looks like. And there's actually another common mistake too. See, they're unveiling everywhere, Melanie. But this one is really critical because what happens a lot of times is people will put their, they'll, they'll, when they think about building a brand or even rebranding, the very first thing they'll do, there's two things they'll do right away. I need a new logo. I need a photo shoot. But those things actually come much later in the process in the right order, because how how do you know what type of photos you need? What type of clothing are you going to wear? Will there be any props? You know, what's the background going to be looking like? You know, all of those things come into play depending upon your story and that kind of image you want to portray in your photos. Same thing for logo. What do we need that logo to convey that really fits tightly with that story and what you want to be known for? And so those things don't come first. They actually come toward the end. Hmm. Well said. I love that. Did we get through all five of your questions? Sorry. I was so enraptured by that last one. I was like, wait, did we get all five? (laughs) Yep. 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 Who do you serve? How do you serve them? What qualifies you to serve them? How does it make their life better? And what makes you different from everybody else trying to serve that same person? I love that what makes you different. And you know, that's oftentimes the hardest one for people to figure out for themselves. And yet we all have a differentiator. So you got to figure it out. It is true. And, you know, I would love to say something about that, Melanie, because a lot of people come into our program. Of course, some people know immediately, here's what sets me apart. Here's how I'm different. They just don't always know how to put that together or articulate it very well in their brand. Other people come to us and I swear to you, they say to me, I'm really not that special. I'm kind of boring. Like I don't have this rags to riches story. I don't have this. Like, I don't know what you're going to do with my brand. I don't know if I should do this. Right. And it kind of makes me sad when people say that because that is not the case. There's something so uniquely special about every single person out there. And there is, that's what I love about what we do. Everybody's so unique. There is no such thing as the same personal brand. You cannot possibly do cookie cutter personal branding because it's very personal. You can design branding for two pizza stores that are very similar, but you'll never be able to do that for two people. And that's the beauty in it. And when they when they start the process and realize, oh gosh, yeah, I didn't think of myself that way. It's such a beautiful thing. It opens their eyes. And that's where our quote came from years ago. A great brand doesn't just change the way others see you. It changes the way you see yourself. Well said. Let's talk a little bit about your 3D formula because I want to. I want everyone listening here to be able to put something into action. And my guess is this 3D formula is really a big part of uncovering a bold and unbeatable brand, which is such great alliteration, by the way. 
It's my favorite. I love alliteration. Me too. And I love bold. I love the bold word. I love what bold stands for. And I love that bold energy that, because I believe that when we step into a bold energy, whatever that is for us, it is a differentiator in the marketplace. Oh, it absolutely is. Absolutely. So the, uh, the 3D formula, again, is made to be super simple, right? Um, and it's define, develop, and display. And through those, you know, we we actually on our end look at like 77 different criteria when we personally brand somebody. So it's not just a logo, photo, and a tagline. A brand is really an entire ecosystem, and it just falls into these three phases. So in the define phase, we look at, you know, what we talked about earlier, exactly who do you serve and what sets you apart, what differentiates you. And the tough part for everybody, just like you said, is that it's really hard for them to hone in on that differentiator because all of us as human beings, we don't have just one thing that sets us apart. We actually have multiple. And so then the, the, the real skill comes in taking a look at the formula of, okay, who would, who is it you're trying to attract? What is it that is unique about you that will attract that person? And that's how we position people, right? So that's all in the defined phase is that positioning based on those two things. Then in the development phase, it's just like it sounds, right? We're developing all of these parts and pieces of the brand that will then be put together in the final phase. So the parts and pieces, they'll always start with the brand messaging. So things like an elevator pitch, which in, uh, is just one sentence. It really should just be one sentence that says, this is who I serve, how I serve them, and how it changes their lives. So we also uh, write bios and come up with something we call um, sound bites, which are just elements of your brand at a glance, kind of like bullet points, because in today's uh, attention deficit world, nobody has time to read a five paragraph bio. So we really hone those things in and make them super compelling. And then once that brand messaging is done in the development stage, then we look at brand imagery in the development stage. And those are things like your brand colors, your logo, background images, photos. Um, we have stylists that work with different people because we want to make sure that we're really capturing the essence of that image they want to portray. And it really helps them to feel much more confident going into that photo shoot. So that's what we do in the development stage. We have all these little parts and pieces now we call branding elements. And in the third phase, we teach you how to display those correctly and our favorite word, consistently everywhere. And so that's really the three step, you know, super simple process. And I think everybody can start, like if you're sitting um, at home or in your car or listening to this or whatever, and you want to say, and you're saying, what is the first thing I need to do? It's answer those five questions we talked about earlier. Everything begins right there and you can't possibly create anything of great value until you know the answers to those five questions. And then that springboard takes you all the rest of the way. Boy, I wish I would have known you and Michael when I started my journey 22 years ago. <laughs> I probably would have had six brand reiterations less <laughs> by getting it right the first time. <laughs> oh, you know, it definitely happens for sure. And uh, a lot of people come to us and they've been in their professions, many of them, 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. And some of them feel like I've never really had a brand or 
or they might feel like, oh, okay, I've had one, but it really wasn't like super defined very well for me. It was just loose. I had a logo. I had some brand colors. I wore this, you know, the orange shirt all the time. I did these things, but it wasn't this big cohesive ecosystem. And I think that makes a huge difference. We hear that a lot. I wish I'd met you guys sooner. And thankful, truthfully, I do too, right? <laughs> Of course. <laughs> and and I would imagine as you're talking, I was just recognizing like I've evolved over the years. So probably the brand I started with would have evolved and needed a refresh. And I'm sure that's part of what you help guide people through, whether you're creating a brand, you've never had a brand, or you know it's time to up-level the brand to match where you're going next. All, all of those, you're spot on, Melanie. Be different people are at different phases. Um, I actually had a lady come in not long ago who was headed in one direction. She was actually a discount broker in, real, in the real estate world. And she was tired of you know the volume of listings she had to handle and the measly amount of money she felt she was making off of them, right? And she wanted to focus more on real estate listings in a luxury mountain home market. And so that was a big shift for her. So we're moving away from the cheap Walmart way of doing things, right? Into, into more of a, a luxury um, area based on lifestyle. And so it was a big shift for her, even though she was that person all along. And a lot of that business she did was that luxury mountain living. She did not portray that in her brand. She was putting that foot forward as a discount broker. And that was really costing her some business. So when she made that shift, so much changed for her. And that's just one example. I mean, you can be a coach that's focused on um, selling a certain program forever and being known for a certain thing, but now you want to market to a different um, ideal customer that is just, they need to hear different words coming from you. They need to see you positioned a different way. So lots of people come in for different reasons and uh, they're all very valid. You, yeah. But one thing I do want to leave people with is no, you don't have to change your brand every year or two. <laughs> that's, that's not it at all. <laughs> Once you get your personal brand dialed in, like what you want to be known for and who you really are, what you end up tweaking over the next, you know, 25 years. It's just subtle things here and there. You'll have a new photo shoot done every few years and you'll just kind of have this nice new clean look, but your, your brand colors will stay the same. You'll just kind of have a, a like a, a, a makeover sort of, right? Yeah. So that's a, a good distinction. You will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so exactly. glad you said that. I don't want to freak everybody out going, oh, you're going to be changing your brand every year. <laughs> no, a little, little honey tweaks give a little brand. It does. Refresh. Yeah. yeah. And usually you're changing no more than like 15%. And that, but that 15% mm -hmm. is like, is a nice little pop every few years. Um, and once the core of it's done, that's all you got to do. And it's so easy to keep up with. Well said. You know, you brought up this idea that maybe your brand might be hurting you. Uh, we we obviously want your brand to be helping you. Do you have a resource or a good place that people could start to start un, un, assessing that for themselves and knowing, you know, if they could work with you further? Yeah. So um, we do actually have brandfacescore.com, score as in a scorecard, right? And we, in, we invented this um, about five years ago because we had a lot of people telling us, look, I've got a brand already. I'm fine with that. I need somebody to do my social media marketing or I need somebody to do this. And of course we didn't do that. So so we, we're, we look strongly at their brand and think, okay, well, you've got 
colors and you've got a logo and they maybe have a tagline and they've got a bio, um, but they don't have anything distinctive. There's nothing differentiating them. It's not powerful. It's not compelling. And so, yeah, anybody could say they have a brand, but how well is it performing for you? Is it representing you the way that it should? And the reason we say this, Melanie, is because 98% of people will actually meet your brand before they meet you. Think about that in today's highly digitized world. How often do you actually walk up to somebody and shake their hand anymore or have lunch across from them at a table? Most of the people you meet in this, you know, coaching, creating expert world that we're in most especially are on Zoom, right? Or they see your website or they see a social media post before they ever even meet you. So that's what makes it so important to, that your brand precede you. Because if we think about how we acquire customers, there's really three phases to that. There's introduction. You're just meeting somebody for the first time. Like you've, you are being made aware of that person for the first time. It could be some, a, a good friend referring you to somebody. They saw a social media post. They watched one of your videos or podcasts, and now they want to talk to you. That's the introduction phase. The next is engagement phase. You are now talking uh, to each other about the possibility of doing business together. For most people, I don't worry at all about that phase because when I'm sitting across from somebody, I get to know that person. I feel that brand coming across. Are they honest? Are they genuine? Do Are they knowledgeable? Those kind of things. So that in that phase, I don't worry about the brand. On the back end though, let's say we talk to 10 people this week, but only two of them are ready to do business with us right now. That means eight aren't ready yet. So that brand is so important to keep it out there in front of that person to remind them of why they should work with you when they do make that decision. Where most business is lost is on the front end introduction phase because we don't even know how much business we're losing there. If our brand isn't dialed in to speak to that ideal customer, we're probably not even getting a chance to speak. And on the back end, if we don't have it developed and displayed and ready to remind people, they're not going to remember us after that phone call is over. So, so that's where it's all lost in the middle. And that, that really is a very critical thing. And when people say, why is it important to define this brand? It's because they meet your brand before they meet you. Hmm. Brandfacescore.com. We'll link that up mm -hmm. in the show notes for you yeah. listeners. Yeah. It's a simple form and you, you just submit that form. And then we are, our folks take a look at that behind the scenes and actually send you a report on how this brand is working for you, what it might be missing, and uh, and what phase that would fall in. Would it fall in define, develop, or display, or all three? Oh wow, that's very comprehensive. What a what a yeah. cool offer! Thank you for sharing that. You bet. All right, Tanya, this is uh, the time in the conversation that I like to have some fun with my guests and get to know you a little bit more personally, uh, finding out like what occurred that got you where you are today. And I'm always curious. Speaking of bold today. What would you say is the boldest thing that you've done that amplified the success of this business? Um, okay. In order to start this business, um, I, I was going through a divorce at the time. I'm sure there are unfortunately a lot of people who can um, identify with that. I walked away from two businesses with one client and a book in my hand that I had just written and I launched Brandface, And mm -hmm. that was that was really bold to me. And there were moments that I didn't think it would ever get launched. And there were many moments after that, that I wondered if it would survive. 
Um, and that was 11 years ago. Uh, but that was really bold to me because I had moments of, I, I was very certain in my heart that this, this, this was, this business was going to thrive. Um, but as we know, in our hearts, we're very certain moments of doubt creep in from time to time. And they did for me, just like they do for everybody else. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a little down today. What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And I always went to the closet put my tennis shoes on and went for a walk, at least 45 minute walk. And in those walks, you find the answers. And, and so if there's anybody out there struggling with your business and wondering if, if you've got what it takes, I tell everybody, put your shoes on. Put your walking shoes on. Put your walking shoes on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I will, I'll be glad to share the story of actually how it came about and why it came about if you'd like. Uh, yes, the short version would be awesome. Okay. You got it. So it actually started, I was selling vacuum cleaners door to door to pay my way through college. And I didn't know what personal branding was, never heard the term. I figured out I had to have a story to get in the door. I did that. And then I was discovered by somebody in the radio industry who wanted me to apply for a sales job. I got to that sales job, realized oh shoot, now doors are slamming in my face at this job because I had to present myself entirely different, right? People that were spending tens of thousands of dollars a month on advertising and I couldn't get in their door. So I had to craft my message and image a different way. I realized if I wanted to be seen differently, I had to change the way I presented myself. And so once I did that, it turned everything around for me. And then I realized I can do this for my clients. And that's where it all came about is uh, years later, um, that common thread of helping people build their personal brands. That was what built Brandface. I love it. So from vacuum clean, vacuum cleaner salesperson to radio, say radio advertising sales. Yes. To brand builder for experts, coaches, course creators. What a fabulous uh, transformation. And uh, I could see the segue there. I can literally see how each one would have helped you uh, achieve well in the next stage. Yeah. Yeah. Businesses are built on experience and a lot of pain. <laughs> yes. A lot of pain of being a rejection in that case. Well, and, and before I move to my last question for you, I just want to acknowledge the moments of doubt that you shared. I believe that we our success is defined by how we navigate those moments of of doubt because none of us are, well, I mean, I think I've heard one person in my entire 22 years say they don't have doubts. Okay. But most of us do have doubts, especially if we're really tuned into the kind of the wisdom part of our brain. Like sometimes wisdom is saying, Hey, you got this. And sometimes it's like, do we have this? I don't know. And I think that who we are in those moments of doubt, how we move through those moments of doubts, um, keep us like plugged into why we're here in the first place. Absolutely. One of the quotes that got me through the, all of those times is actually from Dr. Wayne Dyer. It is, uh, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that was a, an eye opener for me and has brought me out of many moments of doubt. That's one of my favorite quotes too. I'm so glad you shared it. Okay. Last question. If you look back towards the beginning from today, what is one thing you wish you would have done sooner? Because now you know how impactful it is to yeah. your business. I would have started uh, my own business sooner. 
There's no doubt about it. I worked for a great companies. Um, last was a, a media conglomerate, which owned television, radio, daily newspapers, weekly, radio networks, you name it. We had everything uh, to offer our clients in terms of helping them market their businesses. Um, it was a great um, stepping stone for me. It was wonderful. And but I, I started my own business in 2006. I owned a small agency before it actually became brand-based uh, later on. But I definitely would have gone out on my own sooner because uh, the feeling that you have when you make that decision is that I always used to say, and you can take this with a grain of salt, but I used to say, feels like you're jumping off of a cliff naked and hoping to find your clothes on the way down, right? And, and that's exactly what it feels like. But think about it this way. It's going to feel like that in the year 2000, or it's going to feel like that in the year 2023. And either way, you're going to get through it. So which one's your day? I love it. You have great metaphors. <laughs> Tanya, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing with the Amplify community what really needs to shift to have a bold, unbeatable brand and I know as you're listening in, you are probably in a very crowded market. I can't wait to hear how you take some of these insights and tips from Tanya and put them into action. So make sure you are in the Amplify Your Authority Facebook group with me and share what you're putting into action. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, Melanie. What we feel on the inside is an energetic pattern of what we allow into our reality. And if we don't feel good on the inside, we don't believe something's possible, we can't even see it's possible, then guess what? It cannot exist as a reality in our life. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 304. And today we're going to explore how to amplify your success from the inside out. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Authority Amplifier, Melanie Benson. And today I'm coming to you from my home office in Los Angeles, California, where we've gone from horribly hot weather to perfect 70 degree days. And I got to tell you, I'm a little excited about that because Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 